concrete as such is a low carbon emitting product, but it is directly after water, the most used material by human being. And uh, with CSC certification, with a CO2 module, we aim at contributing to the overall reduction is not like many other labels or like some other labels, just kind of a self-declaration. No, you really undergo a robust process which has to be repeated every three years. Welcome back to the Decarb Connect podcast. I am very pleased to be joined this week by two of the leading lights of the Concrete Sustainability Council, Michael Sharp, who is Head of Sustainable Construction for Wholesome, and Christian Artelt, who is Senior Manager of Sustainable Construction and Public Affairs at Heidelberg Materials, both of whom leading the charge on uh, the labelling initiatives that the CSC is driving forward. So welcome, both of you. Thanks, Alex. It was it's a pleasure being here. It's it's a step of a journey which started some 15 years back. That was when I was working as an, just as an architect and project manager in, in the real estate sector. And by that time in Germany, where I was working, the, the local sustainability council, Green Building Council, has been founded. And that was the moment where I raised the hand for my by then company and said, I think we should join that. And I think there's something in the definition and also making really a, a business model out of what makes up for a sustainable building. And then later on, I joined Holzem as a major cement and concrete manufacturer. And there also the sustainability of materials was a big topic. And that was then what brought me also to the Concrete Sustainability Council, to the CSC, because what we were missing was what is a sustainable concrete? So what are the what's the materiality of producing concrete and cement and aggregates? So all the supply chain materials behind the very product. And, and that was missing. And then so we, we, we said we have to set this up. We have to we have to define um, good practice, best practice, also a bit a level of ambition for for making concrete. And and that was that's what brought me here. Okay, great. Thank you for that. And Christian, I know um, when I was checking out your background, you you come more from the R and D side. But give us a bit of a feel again for professionally, personally. How how have you come into sustainability? Yeah, as you said, basically I started uh, with the uh, cement and concrete sector some thirteen years ago, and uh, was working for research and development roughly for ten years before I stepped into sustainability, which uh, I really appreciate it uh, going forward uh, to work in this sector to um, contribute to the reduction of our carbon footprint to enhance the circularity aspects. And uh, from a company's perspective, what we saw is that uh, a holistic view on sustainability in the building material production started to increasingly be important um, for our stakeholders. And uh, as a leading company in the construction material sector, we saw obviously our uh, social responsibility and our environmental responsibility to bring, the, uh, to bring the sector forward to an even more sustainable journey. And uh, I took the opportunity to personally engage into that journey through 
contributing to the Concrete Sustainability Council. So we'll hear a little bit more about the Concrete Sustainability Council now, actually. That's just sort of set the scene. I know both of you have given a little bit of background to it. Um, Michael, just tell us a little, like for those who are not in sector um, and may have no frame of reference for it, what, what separates or distinguishes the Concrete Sustainability Council from other um, concrete cement uh, associations and groups? What, what, is, what is the kind of specific story about the CSC? Well, I wouldn't say there is really a, um, a separation. It's just it's going hand in hand. So um, the different associations in cement and concrete sector are taking care of all the aspects which come al come along with producing, marketing, and 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 placing this material. Whereas the Concrete Sustainability Council really focuses on the sustainability of the product and and how to describe this, how to benchmark this. And, and so I would say this is going hand in hand. I think maybe it's, it's also important to understand how we, are, um, how we are defining this. I would like to go a bit in depth on this also and at a later point, but, but um, the CSC again is taking the lead in, in defining, benchmarking, producing um, quantifiable criteria on what makes up for sustainable concrete. And in that, I see it really complementary to what other players in the field of associations are doing. So it's really, I think the thing that uh, I didn't initially understand, actually, even, even when we were first introduced, was that it's specifically about ensuring that there are sort of the like for like terminology that goes into contracts to ensure that when you when I the buyer am saying I am buying this amount of sustainable concrete or engaging with a, a provider around that that sustainability has a standard kind of a set of recognizable factors behind it is that is that a kind of a good layman's overview or have I dumbed it down too far yeah exactly so it's um, it's it's going beyond the classical definition of a concrete, which is a pure technical definition, so which are performance criteria, which put on top also a set, a well-designed or well-blended set of sustainability criteria, defining or which are then aggregated in the CSC certificate. So you don't have to ask anything about biodiversity or anything about carbon reporting or anything about land use. It is aggregated in one holistic label. And that is the CSC label, and that you can put on top in your specifications to make sure that certain standards, minimum standards plus good practice plus best practice, are being applied in the production of this. I just want to take this opportunity to thank our production partner and sponsor, Jano Media, for their support in delivering the Decarb Connect podcast. Over the last few years, they've helped us to facilitate great conversations that connect us with our audience. And their skills and expertise mean that we get to concentrate exclusively on generating the content, the conversations that engage, inform and inspire. So Christian, I'm going to come back to you because uh, on our prep call, in fact, in that intro, you were sort of um, talking about the need for this holistic uh, and responsible sourcing of concrete. That word holistic is kind of an interesting one here. So what, what's been CSC's journey to this point and then and then what next? You know, so we've we've agreed, we understand what the kind of the role and goal and the the stamp, as it were, that CSC provides. But yeah, what what's been the the journey to this point and, and then what next? Yeah, since uh, the uh, 
first launch of CSC certification in 2017, the journey has been along rolling out uh, CSC certification globally, uh, quite successful in Europe and uh, recently also in Latin America. And uh, we are also present in Northern America. Um, beyond this, we have also intensively worked on expanding uh, CSC certification beyond the traditional plant certification. We have gone into product certification in two dimensions. The first very important one is into low carbon products. And uh, secondly, into products with uh, recycled uh, aggregates in particular. So the whole system, and that is, uh, we are really proud of that, has been taken up in the meantime by 750 concrete plants, cement and aggregate production sites throughout 20 countries and regions. Yeah, and uh, current, uh, let's say, activities are in uh, developing an update on CSC certification to be released the next year. I would say important areas are the field of uh, human rights. So we are reworking the human rights um, prerequisite, which is uh, needs to be fulfilled in order to have access uh, to CSC certification. And we are also working on energy and climate uh, criteria, uh, quite obviously, in order to support uh, the uh, carbon neutrality journey of the cement and concrete sector. And, and Alex, if, if I might add, and, and you asked about the journey that the um, CSC has been gone through. Another aspect of this journey is also our dialogue or our, our interaction with green building labels. And, and in, if you want to say so, green building labels are nothing but the same like CSC for a material, for a specific material. It's just a different product. In our case, it's a product like concrete. In terms of green building labels, it's a product like a building or infrastructure. And so from very, very early on, we have been very firm in there must be a link between a holistic label like CSC for concrete and a holistic label like be it LEED or Brium or the German DGMB for buildings. And so once we had the first label out, we took the, we took the manual and we, we went to, to London, Watford. We went to Stuttgart, Germany, and we talked to the green building labels. And, told, and, and, and what we were telling them is, you are also a holistic system. And we have seen you have a material criteria in uh, a material criterion in your system, but we don't like it because, because we read it and there was basically, there were timber, timber um, criteria. So ba basically we said, you're, that's fine. Uh, having, having a say on sustainably sourced timber is good, but you're neglecting or you're leaving out a lot of your opportunities at the table. And that was then where we told them, if you want to, picture real construction, you got to look into the core construction products and concrete is definitely one of those. And then if this is so, if this is true, then here's a label which is objectively built with a lot of stakeholders behind, independently designed, which describes 
the materiality of making concrete, and that is exactly what you need. And that is a journey. So we started with RIM at level five, and that was a big success that we celebrated. And later on, in the meantime, we are at RIM level seven with our platinum certificate. Um, same for for the German label, where we started at the first entry level, and now we are talking about next levels, how we can link, better link higher achievements at the CC level with higher ratings in those green building levels. It's a very interesting and, and a very relevant journey, which, which is also very relevant or very important for, for the success of such material stewardship systems. Well, I was going to say, as you're talking, I'm just thinking there's a whole range of products and clients that we deal with, you know, whether that's in types of glass, types of ceramic, whatever yeah, it may yeah, be, exactly. where we need, we need similar things. Um, Michael, I'll come back to you to sort of pick up the thread of specifically CO2, because obviously that's <laughs> Decarb Connect is, is more focused on the CO2 strand. But let me just come back to you, Christian, and ask, um, you, you sort of said it actually in your introduction, and as you were both talking about these kind of how this has escalated and matured and progressed that there's a lot of stakeholder involvement not just this isn't just about you know the the concrete and cement sector waving a flag but who are the stakeholders that you think or that you're hearing that this mattered the most to like when you think back to the beginning of this who was knocking on your door asking and and has that shifted has the the kind of people on the receiving end of this who are looking for it has that changed at all well, we had right from the beginning into our stakeholder dialogue, IUCN, so the International Union of uh, Conservation of Nature. We also had on board uh, WWF, uh, BirdLife. We also had a lot of involvement from academia, from various universities. Um, we had friends for nature at some certain, uh, at some stage. And um, it's it's not so important who specifically it is. It's just important that you have a certain critical set of critical allies. So um, that that you get a un, unfiltered feedback on certain on certain ways or say certain certain developments that you're pursuing. And and it was harsh in the beginning. And what not were not not necessarily pleasant conversations that that we had, but they were very important. The dialogue. You see, it helps us making really the system better. So we are sure that we don't stay within our own mindset, but that we integrate, that we take up the views of the stakeholders around us, be it NGOs, civil society organizations, be it academics. We also had labor union representatives on board regarding social aspects. So it is really a broad view on our sector that we have integrated uh, into the CSC uh, certification. And, and the green building labels, by the way, are, are also. So the um, BRE, for instance, they have a really a very sophisticated way of, of assessing material stewardship systems. And that's nothing else but the feedback that is being provided on you. And if we fail, for instance, to explain something to the German Sustainability Council, then we have to think, why don't they get it? Why don't they understand it? Maybe it's something that we have missed. So they are also a, a very good provider of feedback. And and on the buyer side, do you do you hear much from them or are they just happy to have something that, you know, is a good comparison factor when they're looking between sources or whatever it is they want to buy? That is um, in the development phase, I think. It is really important 
that uh, CSC certification gets acknowledged by procurement systems. I'm thinking here, for example, of uh, FMC, uh, the United Nations, IDDI. Uh, it is really important for us that uh, CSC get a recognition here, especially as we can really contribute to the decarbonization of the sector. And I would, I would like to add that the CSC is made for the buyer side. So it's made for someone who, ha who has not an in-depth understanding of the materiality of producing such products. And, and so getting feedback from them is rather the overall framework. So, so we are very keen to know something about CO2 or recycling or social matters. So the, the, the overall the overall direction, that is something that we need to take into account. But then such kind of interest groups like IUCN or like, like Green Building Labels who are, have a deeper understanding of, of how, to, how to operationalize sustainable metrics, they are more in the position to provide a, 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 a tangible feedback to the system as such. Well, I, I know, um, yeah, we'll definitely be touching on the buyer side uh, a little more before the end of the, the conversation. Um, but as you both know, obviously, this is the Decarb Connect podcast, the podcast, so our focus is on CO2. So uh, one of the things that I am historically and repeatedly guilty of is conflating sustainability with decarbonization because decarbonization is just what I tend to focus on. Clearly, it's much broader than that. The CSC has a broad sustainability focus. So I'm kind of interested where where does CO2 fit into that and maybe how, you know, I, I don't, how in the sense that when you're looking at things like human rights and um, yeah, decarbonization and, and other factors, how does this fit in? How does that work for you, Michael? Yeah, welcome to our world, I would say. And and it's it's again a journey. So you're absolutely right. The CC is a holistic system. So it touch bases on certain aspects of decarbonization, be it um, does a company have a policy? Does a company report? Does a company have a reporting which is also then audited um, by, by you know, independently verified? Um, does a company produce, for instance, um, environmental product declarations or, or help customers to decarbonize their products. And by journey, I mean, in the, in the meantime, also we have for cement production, for instance, um, quantifiable metrics. So it's so a really performance criteria that you need to fulfill to, um, to, reach, to reach certain levels of um, certification. And still, it's a holistic system. And still, in the explanation of the CSC, we are very, very, very often in the situation, oh, this is a sustainable concrete system. So this is about low CO2 concrete, correct? And, and we had to answer, no, it's a holistic system. And out of this, we developed the CO2 module. So out of this, we said, okay, holistic system, that's great. And that's the idea. And we are insisting that this is the idea. Um, but apparently, then there is, a, there is a need to be more specific into the CO2 and decarbonization topic. And so we developed a system called the CO2 module. It's a module put on top of a CSC certification. And with that, you can do quantifiable metrics. What is a low carbon concrete in certain grades of low carbon from one star to four stars and hopefully more to come. And that is then our way to, to really provide a benchmarking. So does that already reflect the stages 
that producers will go through in order to get to net zero or will it need to be adjusted as people get to 2030, 2040? It's a moving target. So um, it's it's now made. It's the first shot, first draft that we are out since two years. Very successful draft, by the way, from the uptake. Um, but it's um, it it will be a moving target. Okay, let me let me come back to you, Christian. Kind of touching back again on buyers of concrete, but but it still goes hand in hand with what we were just saying on your CO two module. So this is as we've already established a, a certification, a labeling uh, system. And we we can see, like you mentioned, uh, the UN's Industrial Decarbonisation Organisation, UNIDO, as part, you know, has been on the podcast before talking about their work in trying to drive, particularly at government level, public procurement of green uh, green cement, green steel. How how does a buyer, either whether it's you know a government or a private entity, how are they using certification in the procurement process? Are, are they yet, or is it still kind of in discussions? So I guess that's part one. And part two is how, to what extent is this module yet kind of driving that take up of lower carbon concrete? Well, the IDDI public procurement system for cement and concrete is still under development. It's a joint development between under the leadership, obviously, of IDDI and uh, supported by the Global Cement and Concrete Association, GCCA. It uh, will classify um, concrete in different uh, emission bands, A to E, low carbon concrete, and there will also be a near zero concrete class, yet details to be defined. Now, how does this connect with the CO2 module? The CO2 module, like IDDI, it benchmarks against state-of-the-art concrete production, and then we have uh, different uh, emission reduction classes. You have to reduce by at least 30% versus state-of-the-art in order to be eligible to carry uh, to label your products with a CO2 module. And uh, we have a local benchmark in IDDI. This is still under development, how we do this. And once this uh, the work has been finalized, we will obviously see how we can correlate uh, the CSC's uh, CO2 module with the IDDI system in order to be sure that the CSC certified concrete will be directly um, uh, going into uh, the uh, this public procurement system. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think, well, a lot of what you're doing is hard, but it's hard because labeling certification in, in, in any of the industries where we're looking at it, it is so fundamental. I think I'm sure it was Rana Gonheim from Unido when she was on who was talking about this need that when you look at the amount of development around the world, is it, you know, materials enough to rebuild New York City every week or something? There's some kind of crazy statistic about the sheer volume that's going to be needed. And of course, Coming back to concrete, that's the issue, isn't it? It's it's more the volume of concrete used that that creates the CO two problem more than anything. Yeah, it's only the volume. In the end, 
Concrete as such is a low carbon emitting product, but it is directly after water, the most used material by human being. That makes, even though that the emissions per cubic meter of concrete are very low, the sheer amount of concrete that society uses is responsible for the overall CO2 emissions. And uh, with CSC certification, with a CO2 module, we aim at contributing to their overall reduction. And since transparency and credibility are very important for us, it is important to mention also that uh, the label is that all the certification process are third party verified. So each plant that undergoes certification, they are audited. Is not like many other labels or like some other labels, just kind of a self-declaration. No, you really undergo a robust process, which has to be repeated every three years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if one day we can get, I mean, I know at the moment this is focused on the you know, industrial scale buyers of industrial products, but you know, imagine buying a house one day that has that CSC stamp on it or something like that. That feels like, I know that's a way off, but a kind of an interesting proposition for those that want to be at the consumer end of things engaged in, in this, you know, lowering of carbon across their, across their, their living and their, 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 their own footprint. Absolutely. Sure. For the moment, um, the aspect of uh, sustainability, uh, there is a strong focus on larger construction projects. Isn't a bit like in green buildings. So we, we don't see every building having a green building label and yet they play an important role in, in some real estate markets. And and similarly, um, the CSC has to start somewhere. And so as long as we have a critical mass, which then stands for good and best practice, I think that's already a success. No, no, it's a phenomenal success. And it's just something that gets, as you say, it's something that starts that momentum uh, moving. Um, well, Michael, actually, since you commented on that, I mean, one of the things that we talked about in when we got together before the recording was that it's important to you, to everybody involved in the CSC, that it's not a static thing. As you've already said, these are moving targets. These are certifications that are progressing and being added to. So in in both the kind of CO2 module and, and your broader sustainability work, what does that mean? How is continuous improvement applied? Maybe just just one example. So there are some performance criteria on CO2, and those are evolving by time. So the, the CO2 per ton of cementitious benchmark, that will change in the next version. And be rest assured that what stands for one-style low-carbon concrete will be a different figure in a couple of years' time. So targets or benchmarks as, as such will be will be developing. And, and also, at some point of time, we, we will talk about a, a net zero target. We are not there yet, but that is also then the ultimate objective, of course. And the second is that we, will, that we are adding more and more quantitative, quantitative metrics, not only on CO2, also on other on air emissions, on, on land use, what, whatever you can benchmark and wherever we feel then comfortable to come up and develop with a benchmark. And so that's the other moving target. And, and the, the third leg would then be learnings out of, out of um, past certifications, feedback out from green building labels. Green building labels are also evolving and the CSC is, is going hand in hand with those developments. So we, of course, we, we are getting smarter every day in, in the way we define sustainable concrete and, and we adapt the system accordingly. 
This next question, I promise, is not about CO2, because I know, I know, I know, this is about border no, sustainability. No, no so worries. I'll come back to you, Christian, on, on human rights and biodiversity. It was interesting at the week that you and I first spoke, and you were both talking about this as a key aspect, or key aspects, plural, of your work. I then subsequently had two other calls with people in, in other sectors, but who are, to my mind, decarbonisation people, but who are now finding these you know, very important themes coming into their work as well. So what, you know, they're rising up the agenda, obviously. How how do you respond to that? I sort of feel like I instinctively understand maybe the, how you might respond on biodiversity more perhaps than how you respond on human rights. But I, I wonder what, what do you make of that and how, how are you at the CSC responding? Yeah, the CSC is always eager to integrate latest sustainability developments in new CSC certification versions. And uh, as far as human rights is concerned, we think really this is at the core of sustainability. So in that sense, it is a prerequisite in CSC certification, which you have to comply with in order if you want to get access uh, to our uh, certification. And um, that, what does it mean? Now, it means that in the perimeter of your responsibility, that there is, for example, no discrimination against vulnerable groups. Um, and in the context of mining operations, that you would take care of indigenous people's right. So there is a list really within human rights of criteria that you must fulfill and that there's no debate. Now biodiversity, as you say, this is more hands-on. So a recent trend is that we are looking into avoiding any net loss when we start operations. Yeah, So that we have baseline reporting, that we have a clear plan what we will do in order to avoid any losses in biodiversity. Okay, that, that makes sense. And yes, in case anyone misunderstood, I definitely was not saying why is human rights part of this, just to be clear. I was just <laughs> wondering how you measure that. But as you say, it's um, it's ensuring that it is taken seriously as part of the evaluation of suppliers and supply chain and value chain, isn't it? Yes. Um. So... Coming back into CO2, like, are you are either of you seeing a push for low carbon coming from the building sector? I mean, Michael, you was it Arcadis that you were No, you mentioned it, yes. Are they are they actively pushing on that? Or is it sort of an active interest around low carbon uh, concrete? How how would you quantify it at the moment? It's a tricky question. It really depends on who you're asking. And 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 yes, I do see a push from certain real estate developers from certain markets with also certain sustainability strategies exactly for low carbon and, and, and exactly for low carbon in the material field or in the field of materials. And the reason for that is that they all know how to do low carbon builders in terms of energy consumption. 
So they know they know their usual suspects of renewable energies, of energy saving measures and whatnot, but they have a very limited understanding of materials and the impact of materials of the on the carbon footprint of a building. And they are starting to realize that. And they're starting to look into this and getting figures, making life cycle assessments of buildings. And once you are doing this, you need to get your figures. And once you're doing this, you need to understand what is a low carbon material, not only for concrete, but also for others. And, and so we are getting there. EU, EU taxonomy in Europe helps a lot because they are also looking into the same topic. Certain regional legislations, be it in France, be it in Denmark, now also starting in some aspects in Germany, are also helping raising awareness for low carbon on the what we call gray emission, field of gray emissions. And so, yes, it's coming. Is it mainstream? Not yet, but, but it's also something which more and more are really concerned about and, and looking into. Uh, okay, let me, let me, I'm sort of coming towards the end of our, our conversation now. So let me ask you both the same question. And I've got a, a kind of a bit of a follow up question for Christian, which is, you know, what, what is it? So we talked about the United Nations work streams around industrial decarbonization. We've, um, I'm sure we've all read news stories about various states or areas in US and elsewhere that are setting up uh, low carbon procurement programs. So, so we are starting to see the early foothills, if you like, of greener public procurement. But if if you were each going to do or push for one thing that would drive more procurement right now of lower carbon concrete, what, what, do you, what would you go for? What do you think is the trigger that would um, kind of really, really start to unleash that in the short term and christian I'll, I'll come to you first on that it needs to come with uh, incentives uh, so uh, low carbon procurement initiatives they need to come with incentives really to to get it done yeah i fully agree and i would like to add the transparency so you need the transparency about performance levels of buildings it's starting at the building level and and you you have to separate this into operational and embodied impacts, especially on the carbon side. There, just to be clear, there are more environmental impacts than than CO two or CO two equivalent, but it is a very important one. And and you you have to get values. You have to get create an understanding what's a good performance per square meter building and what's a lousy performance. And base and, and starting from there. There, then you can look into why why am I getting this performance? And then you're at the transparency level of building materials, construction materials. And that's the, the other thing. Beyond incentives, or in addition to, to incentives, um, you, you need to have a robust foundation on how you measure what's worthwhile being incentivized. Okay, well, Christian, last kind of uh, question I'm going to bring to you. So it really does follow on, actually, from that question of how we drive more procurement. But as we look out over the next 10, 20, 30 years, clearly the biggest markets for concrete are in developing world, whether that's from major infrastructure like airports and roads to just the kind of sheer scale of some of the uh, cities and uh, urban areas that are being developed. So how can a group like the CSC affect change in those markets, do you think? Yeah, it can a lot. CSC increases transparency, so it reduces undeclared work, obviously. That's one important aspect. Um, this supports then compliance with law. 
and uh, that the social and environmental aspects of work continue to improve. I'm thinking here, for example, of labor conditions, yeah, including fair wages, but also safety at work, and even very simple things like access for drinking water at work, yeah, very very basic things. And um, on the environmental side, uh, CC certifications with all the criteria around biodiversity, land use, pollution, as we were saying, it helps um, that our sector's unwanted environmental impact uh, on nature is minimized and also, and in particular, in emerging countries. Okay, well, I mean, thank you, both of you, both Christian and Michael, for kind of exploring that with me. As as we've said throughout, I think this uh, whole area of labelling across the kind of various industries that Decarb Connect comes into contact with is really, I mean, other than in steel, you got, I think it's like cement and steel seem to be really charging ahead, but we are seeing so much coming through in the other, in the other sectors. I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, how that influences buyers and 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 then right down to the little consumer, even like me. So thanks for talking us through that and for representing the work that you're doing across the sustainability sphere. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. At Jano Media, we recognise that great content has the power to create impactful and positive change for lives and society. Whether that's video, live streams, photography or podcasts, Partnering with us will enable you to harness the power of content to engage, inform, and inspire. Reach out to us today.